Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast. People of God of St. John's and beyond, anyone who is tuning in uh, to hear this sermon podcast for Sunday, August 29th. It is so hard to believe that the month of August is already coming to a close. This has been such a quick month and full of summer and good things. Um, in these last couple of weeks before Labor Day, you might be headed out to the State Fair or you might be headed out on some last summer experiences and adventures. One more trip to the lake or to the cabin uh, or just relaxing and enjoying time before the school year amps up again. Whatever you have ahead of you in this week or the weeks to come, um, we pray for God's peace and joy to be with you. And the scripture readings for today are from the book of James chapter 1, 20, James chapter 1, 17 through 27, and Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 8, 14 through 15, and 21 through 23. And I will read that gospel for you now. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of Jesus' disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but instead eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandments of God and hold to human tradition. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that, by going in, can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within from the human heart that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these things, these evil things, come from within, and they defile a person. Here ends the reading of the Gospel. My goodness, you have to love gospel reading that ends with assuring you of all the ways you've sinned. But alas, people of St. John's, you might uh, remember that we recently have wrapped up a sermon series on the book of Revelation, a book of the Bible that is really quite helpful at having us look at the big, big, big evils in the world. 
the evils of empire, the evils of systemic oppression and systemic injustice, the evils that have a really unfortunate way of repeating themselves again and again throughout history, and evils that feel in many ways really beyond any one person's capacity to control or fix or impact. And those evils are really important for us as people of faith to keep fresh in our perspectives. And today in that gospel reading from Mark chapter 7, Jesus challenges us to look at another different aspect of evil. He says in verse 21, For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. And then, of course, Jesus goes on to list some, but probably not all, of the examples of evil intentions that come from the human heart. The point here, I think, is that Jesus knows that for many of us, people of faith, we see ourselves as good people who try to do good things and act in good ways. And for people like us, it's tempting to see evil as a really out there kind of thing. To imagine evil as being Satan or the devil out there somewhere. To know that evil is really big, like empire and systemic injustice. And it is. But it's tempting then, when we think of evil that way and focus on those aspects of evil, to locate evil somewhere else. Perhaps we locate evil in notorious figures in history like Hitler, who is obviously evil, or Osama bin Laden, who is obviously evil, or to locate evil in groups throughout history, like terrorists. Can we agree? that there's some evil actions that take place because of terrorism, or to locate evil in, um, in people who do bad things but are still really out there, like folks who perpetuate mass violence or mass shootings, seems really evil to us. But Jesus knows this temptation to see evil as out there or somewhere else, but Jesus knows that evil is not just out there. It is, and always has been, and always will be, a product of the human heart. Evil is not just out there, but it is right in here. Evil comes from the people who bug you. And also evil comes from within you and within me. Does it surprise you to think about evil as coming from the human heart? Or to be, let me say that a different way, does it surprise you to think about the human heart as the birthplace of evil? After all, we tend to think about the human heart as the source of love and compassion and empathy and relationships and connection between people. So today, Jesus puts our evils in the spotlight. And Jesus invites us to the hard work of resisting the urge to blame anyone and everyone else for the evil that we see in our lives and in the world. And Jesus invites us 
to the really uncomfortable work of claiming responsibility for the ways that you wound and destroy and the ways that I wound and destroy. In some ways, this is a part of our faith that we really are quite familiar with. After all, we hear in Romans chapter 3 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know theoretically that all of us are sinners and have sinned and sin every day. But it might make us a little less comfortable to think that our heart me, myself, and my own heart, or your own heart, can be the birthplace of downright evil intentions and actions and words. But here's the thing. The human heart is more complicated than that. We, sinners, bearers of human hearts that are capable of evil, are simultaneously the perpetrator of evil and the victim of evil. Perhaps you have heard it put this way, hurt people hurt people, or people who are hurting end up hurting other people. Not necessarily because we are malicious or nasty or vengeful, but simply because we, mere mortals, have been on the receiving end of immense pain, of deep betrayal, of abuse, and of hatred. And despite all of our best efforts to be good people and do the right thing and act in good ways, we do the thing that we don't want to do, more often than we would care to admit or like, and we end up inflicting the evil that we have experienced on others in our lives. People we know, people we don't know. How easy is it to take out our pain and our anger on the people who love us? Or even perhaps just to be um, taking it out on the person we don't know because we know that we won't have to see them again afterward. Statistics show that hurt people hurt people. For example, people who experience childhood abuse are far more likely to end up inflicting abuse on children than people who didn't experience abuse in their own childhood. It reminds me of the liturgy that we use when we say, I confess that I am captive to sin. I am captive to the worst things in my life, and I cannot free myself, not by my own understanding or effort, at least. People who are hurting have a way of hurting other people, even though they don't want to. Perhaps then, It is nothing short of a miracle that the human heart that is capable of evil intentions and words and actions is the same human heart that is capable of something far more powerful. The human heart is capable of love. The human heart is capable of courage to show compassion even when it's been hurt. 
The human heart is capable of hope in extending forgiveness and trying to work toward reconciliation in relationships. The human heart is capable of vulnerability, of opening oneself up to the possibility of real, true, honest connection, even after you've been burned from being vulnerable in the past. The human heart is capable of believing that our evil actions do not ultimately condemn us because God's love is more than enough to save even the human heart. So people of God, our hearts may be fragile, they may be hurting, they may be impressionable. Our human hearts may be capable of far worse things than we would ever like to admit, much less commit. But through faith, the human heart is also capable of far greater, far more compassionate things, far more wonderful things than the evil that Jesus sees we are capable of. And by the power of Jesus Christ, sometimes (laughs) by the grace of God, we actually do those loving things. So my prayer for you this day and for myself, because I too have a human heart that is capable of evil, is this. May we be so caught up in being doers of God's word of love and mercy that there is no room left in our human hearts to conjure up any more evil. So get to work, people of God. Let us be doers of God's word, doers of justice and mercy and compassion and forgiveness and great abiding love. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.